Okay, so so first, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Sure, me personally? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm the fundraising coordinator for Mary's Meals Canada. So um, I actually oversee a lot of the work of Mary's Meals Canada, um, from the operations to a lot of the finance. Um, I also work really closely with our volunteers um, to help them to be able to raise awareness of Mary's Meals across Canada mm -hmm. and also with fundraising. Oh, that's great. Um, so the second question is, why did you decide to work with Mary's Meals? Um, well, Ever since I first heard about Mary's Meals, I actually was just so impressed by the work that they do. I, um, in uh, 2010, I was actually living in New Zealand at the time with my family, and um, I saw a program on CNN um, called CNN Heroes, and every year they show um, or highlight, I guess, what they feel are their top 10 heroes that are making a difference in the world. And in 2010, um, the founder of Mary's Meals, Magnus McFarland Barrow, was highlighted oh, as wow. one of the top ten heroes. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and so I was just I was just so moved by what he was doing. I had never heard of Mary's Meals before, but I was just really, really moved by the, their work and by Magnus and his humility and just his he's just such a genuine person. Mm -hmm. um, that I, I knew right then that I wanted to get involved. And so after we moved back to Canada um, in 2011, I uh, met up mostly virtually because it was volunteers across the country just with other Canadians who had also seen the program. They'd also heard about Mary's Meals mm -hmm. and they wanted to get involved and to set up a chapter here in Canada. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how it came about. Wow, that's great. Um, so the third question is, so how have you guys over the years really promoted the organization since I see it has grown so quickly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is really um, a grassroots organization. And so basically what we do is, is we rely very heavily on our volunteers because we are a low-cost organization. We spend at least 93% of our donations on our charitable activities. So mm -hmm. we don't have a budget for advertising and such. So we really depend on... Um, to volunteers to help spread the word so they will organize events or they will give talks, you know, in schools and churches quite often. Mm -hmm. um, we have one volunteer, he runs a Catholic newspaper and he is very generous, generously offered to promote Mary's Meals, which he does in every issue of his newspaper. So we, we really, um, yeah, just it's really relying on the generosity of, of our volunteers and supporters that, that has helped us to grow so quickly. Would you say that most of your work is done by volunteers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely it is. So within Canada and as well as overseas in the countries where we feed. So, for example, um, in Malawi, which is our biggest school feeding program, we have over 80,000 volunteers who um, are living in poverty themselves, but they sacrifice their time to get up and to cook and serve the meals every day at school. It's a huge sacrifice for them, but yeah, definitely. We couldn't do it without the volunteers. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me more about the emergency relief program and how that operates? Sure. You are talking about with reference to COVID? 
Yeah, yeah, or just in general, too, because I saw that on your website. That's kind of how it got started, like the organization. Right, okay, okay, yeah, sure. So um, you're right. So Mary's Meals, it did. It started in Malawi in 2002, and kind of prior to that, Magnus had, um, I mean, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but he had been involved in a lot of um, different types of charitable activities. He, he actually ended up leaving his job as a salmon farmer. He just saw that there was so much need around the world. Yeah. And, and there was, he, he was also really touched by the willingness of people to give. And um, it's actually really an incredible story. It started out as a response to the war in Bosnia mm-hmm. um, in 1992. So he just, you know, gathered some donations from friends and family and community members and drove them down to Bosnia. And then when he came back, he found that there was more donations piled up. And so he, he said to himself, as long as people keep giving, then I'll keep doing this. And, you know, he really didn't expect it to become his life's work, but it, it quickly did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's, that's kind of, you know, it started off as just, you know, helping out wherever there was a need. But yeah. in 2000. Yeah. In 2002, there was a really terrible famine in Malawi and Africa, and that's where Magnus um, ended up that year. And he met a family and um, the father had already died and the mother was dying and she had five children. And it was a really, really sad situation. And so he was just, you know, making conversation, I guess, with the children. And he asked the 14 year old boy um, what his hopes and dreams were. And his name was Edward. And Edward said, I'd like to have enough food to eat. And I'd like to be able to go to school one day. And so that was something that Magnus had observed throughout his years of doing charitable work, that so many children were missing out on getting an education because they were just too hungry. They, you know, they had to work or beg for food. And so that was what kind of started Mary's Meals. But so from then on, our focus was always feeding children in their place of education. Having said that, you know, we have at times done additional emergency relief, um, sometimes maybe in a, in a community or a country where there's, you know, a, a huge need going on, we might offer supplemental feeding or because we only feed um, at school. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's maybe the kids are on on break for school holidays or something like that, then we will provide additional food if, if there is that need, like if they, you know, are not going to be able to survive through mm-hmm. the holidays. Um, and now with COVID, um, we are feeding children, not at school because schools are closed, but we recognize that these children are still really hungry and uh, they need to eat. And so we are providing take home food packages for their families to come and pick up so that our our children can still continue to eat while they are, you know, learning at home, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Um, so can you tell me about how the school feeding program operates? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it starts off, usually these days it starts off with a request. We have a lot of requests for help now, more than we can um, fill, unfortunately. But it, we look for communities where there's the greatest need, where you know a lot of children are missing out on school because of poverty and hunger. And then we will go to the community and we will let them know that we need volunteers to run the program and we ask them to commit volunteers to do that and we can only do it if they're able to do to commit to doing that so then we do some training within that community 
and um, we, we have some members of staff within all of our countries and the staff will go around. We, they, we have school feeding officers who go around to the different schools just to ensure that the school feeding is happening on a regular basis, that the volunteers are turning up and, you know, and that the children are getting fed. And then we have also each, each country has like a program staff to kind of, you know, oversee the whole school feeding program, but again, largely carried out by volunteers. So they get a they get a meal every day at school. That's good. Um, so does Mary's Meals try to accommodate the needs of like each individual school in each community, or or if there's some special needs or something? Um, I mean, I suppose being a, a low cost charity, we can't you know change up our program mm -hmm. very much from from school to school. It's it's basically the same across the board, but um, having said that, I mean, the most, well, first of all, the, the most, one of the most essential needs is a need for food, which, mm -hmm. which we are filling. And um, we do have some schools that we look after, for example, in, in Liberia, there's a school for the deaf, which is run by Mary's Mills. It's the Oscar Romero school for the deaf. And to be honest, I'm not that knowledgeable about the school, but it it does go above and beyond in, in caring for, you know, children who are hearing impaired. Um, but but for the most part, you know, probably 95% of the time yeah. our focus is just on providing a daily meal yeah. at school. Um, so. Yeah. So how does Mary's Meals raise awareness about, like, the issues of hunger and uh, lack of education for these children? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's a great question. We strive to share a lot of stories from the program countries where we feed. So, and it's again through our wonderful volunteers that we're able to do so. So we will, we will, um, we have staff who will go out into the schools and into, you know, into the communities and we'll collect stories and collect quotes and, and learn about some of the children and families and communities that we're helping. And then we'll relay that information back to our headquarters in, in Glasgow, which is called Mary's Meals International. And then they will share that information with each affiliate country. So an affiliate country is like a fundraising country like Canada. And then we will take that information. We have photos, we have videos and stories, um, and we'll try to share them on our website and share them to our email lists and to our volunteers who uh, on social media to take them out into their communities. And just really, we just really encourage um, the more that we can share about mm -hmm. the children in need and also the successes of Mary's Meals, you know, how Mary's Meals is able to help and how it's really, really simple for Canadians to just share a little bit of what they have to make such a big difference yeah. in a child's life. Yeah. Um, so is the organization looking to expand further globally? Um, as far as feeding or as far as fundraising? <laughs> uh, just like just in general, because I know that you're in a, uh, like 17 countries, I believe. Yeah, well, we actually are now feeding in 19 countries, oh, so that's, 19, fairly, yeah. that's fairly new. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Our vision, and it's in our vision statement right on our website, but our vision is, is twofold, is that every child receives at least one good meal every day in a place of education. So, I mean, mm -hmm. our vision is that someday 
there, there won't be any children hungry yeah. and they'll be able to go to school. And the second part of our vision is that all those who have more than they need share with those who lack even the most basic things. So that has to do with, you know, people who are fortunate enough to live in a place like Canada who mm -hmm. have more than yeah, we need sure. that we're able to, to share. Sorry, can you hold on just for one sec? Oh, that's Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, okay. So what are some challenges that Mary's Meals has faced over the years? Uh, that's a good question, too. Uh, I mean, there are always, yeah. always challenges. I think, I think getting the word out mm -hmm. is a huge challenge. Um, it's difficult to do that when you don't have a budget to yeah. you know, spend a lot I, of money on uh -huh. television ads or magazine ads or whatever. Yeah. I think another challenge, too, that we sometimes come across in a country like Canada is it can be, not very often, but sometimes people will say, well, you know, we should help people in Canada first. So, so, mm -hmm. so maybe sometimes people are not as interested in, in helping someone that they can't see that, you know, whose need is not right close to mm -hmm. their environment. So yeah. yeah, those are a couple of, of challenges. I, I think also sometimes finding volunteers to, to give up their time to help that, that can also be a challenge. Although we're doing quite well in that regard these days. <laughs> Could like a competition too with like bigger organizations as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that competition just mainly stems from, yeah, the fact that they're bigger, they're more well-established, they're well-known, and, and a lot of that has to do with the budget that they have, but also the length of time that they've been around. For yeah. sure, we're, especially in Canada, we're a fairly new organization. We only started up in 2012, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what do you think are some, like, next steps for the organization? Um... You know, we're always trying to learn and grow and do things better and become more efficient. But I, I, I really think that a lot of our next steps are really based on our past successes and just continuing to do the things that we do really well. Although, you know, always keeping in mind that mm -hmm. we, we can improve, we can always improve and look for new ideas. But I, I think our next steps are just to, to keep growing, to keep getting the word out, to work more with schools and churches. We really haven't really scratched the surface at all as, as far as, as that work is concerned, we feel like there are a lot of a lot of schools and churches across Canada that would love to support our work. If, For sure, if, yeah. if they would just, you know, if they knew about us, so exactly. we, we need to get the word out. <laughs> yeah, and to be completely honest, I like I'm a volunteer now, but I hadn't heard about it at all before. Yeah. And I, sure. you know, like UNICEF and World Vision, but then I was yeah. like, this is something too. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah for sure I know we yeah we have so much growth that can happen in Canada yeah, yeah well it's very exciting a little bit daunting too <laughs> yeah exactly uh well those are all the questions thank you so much oh you're very welcome I was happy to do that and yeah thank you for thank you for thinking of us and for of doing course. the interview yeah well I appreciate it not a problem and good luck with your assignment thank you bye all right take care bye-bye